Welcome to the Recruitment Roundup with Toby and Nadia of Harrington Star. This is our one podcast a week where we talk about us and our passion for great recruitment because five days a week we shine a light on the individuals making waves in the world of financial technology. So on a Sunday, we bring you the Recruitment Roundup. This week, we wanted to do a market conditions update because there is so many questions that's been um, flying my way this week around what's actually happening, what's the the general feel out there, are people actually making decisions, are people moving, are they just window shopping? Um, So I thought it'd be really relevant for us to talk about what we're seeing out there. And it really tees up our next magazine quite quite nicely. So, Toby, I wanted to um, give you a chance just to tell us a little bit about the next mag um, and uh, some of the things that you've seen this week. Do you know what? I've just had a sneak preview this morning of the magazine in its full glory, and it is an absolute cracker, Nadia. I can't wait to uh, to share it with everyone. There's so much content in this one, uh, and I've got I've got to give full credit to uh, Alexandra, to Lydia, to Georgia, who've spent so much time, to Dan, who who designs it. It is so valuable. And I think that's what we always wanted to do with that magazine. I think you'll, you'll go back to 2012, 13, when we first started it, uh, where it was just basically a, a PDF with a border around it uh, that went out, just giving a, a sort of heat map of what's happening in the marketplace. Then uh, in 2013, we started the FinTech Capital, which is user-generated content, i.e. Uh, you know, collating articles from people talking about the uh, the temperature of the marketplace and what it's turned into now I think is just something I think we can all be incredibly proud of and I, and I just love the value it brings so we've got salary surveys we've got uh, a huge survey of the industry about uh, engagement within the workplace and packages and everything in between there's so many different articles ranging from diversity through to TradFi and DeFi's colliding um, and, and actually writing my intro to the magazine as I do uh, every uh, every publication it really made me think about the question you've uh, you've asked about before at the start of this, which is talking about the uh, the market itself. And I think it's fascinating. You know, I, th- I think uh, most who will know me, you certainly know that I'm a, a huge geek on the temperature of the marketplace. I love looking at trends. I love uh, um, seeing and analysing and looking at what the data says. And I love looking at what the future of the industry looks like, what the future of recruitment looks like, and what the the, you know, the temperature and predictions can look like for the year ahead. So I made a few predictions in that that magazine about what we can expect to see over the course of the next uh, next six months. We have been blessed with an extraordinary market, an extraordinary market over the last uh, the last six months um, for the recruitment sector. And and by that I mean we've uh, we've seen a influx of uh, a, you know a high influx of inbound jobs. We've seen people who are clamouring to you know to hire. Uh, we've seen uh, salary increases uh, at a rate that I've never seen before in, 20, in 22 years. And it makes it a very interesting and challenging market at the same time. The interest obviously being the sort of economics of it, the, uh, the challenge being you know, actually engaging and uh, attracting the right sort of talent from it. When you look at instability uh, and you look at uh, volatility in crypto, you look at uh, you know, the, uh, the situation with the Ukraine, you look at political unrest, you look at an uncertainty. Uh, you look at inflation, you look at cost of living crises, uh, you look at impending recessions across the world. There's a lot there which you can sort of uh, get uh, knee, knees knocking about it and, and uh, go into survival mode and think, right, okay, let's batten down the hatches and prepare for the worst. And of course, people should consolidate and be thoughtful about that process. But the rhetoric again and again and again from people I'm talking to is there is enormous potential that remains in this marketplace at the moment. There is enormous uh, appetite for technology and if i look at uh you know some of the main things that i think 
from every single person I speak to, be it institution or technology company, this next period is going to be defined by optimization, by efficiency, by productivity, uh, and all of those point towards technology and investment into, te in, into technology. And within that, there needs to be the right people to allow innovation at the scale we, we're looking at. We've got the three generational opportunities I've spoken about many times, ESG, uh, cloud and digital assets all converging. Whilst we've got the volatility in crypto at the, uh, crypto at the moment, we're also seeing a huge amount of innovation going through that. It is here as an asset class. It will continue to embed itself into the institutional side of financial services and offer a, a much more efficient and exciting future with the underlying technology that sits behind it at the same time as well. You know, this, this is, this is the, the very nature. Of it. We are seeing a more and more digitalized world and a more and more digitalized financial institution uh, or institutional um, environment. And within that, you need to uh, continue to have the headcount and the investment to do it. The fact is, is there's simply not the headcount at the moment to be able to uh, provide the, uh, the experience that goes in that. That has an impact on salaries. Salaries will continue to, to, to move upwards because there remains a war for talent. Um, and if people are sat there thinking, right, okay, we can suddenly breathe and, and, uh, uh, and, and get some cheap, cheap wins here, et cetera, et cetera, I think they're sorely mistaken. Um, so I think it's, it's uh, for, for innovative companies, I've spoken to a lot of VCs as well, and there is money to invest, but there's money to invest in the right companies as opposed to the wrong ones. If you are a, a company without the right value proposition, I think you will struggle. If you're a company there who's got real uh, potential in them, you, you'll thrive. And there, there lies, I think, the, the, uh, the great opportunity. So I'm very, very excited about where it sits at the moment. I'm really excited about some of the, uh, the companies we're talking to, the scale of... Uh, uh, an appetite and innovation that we're, we're, we're looking at within those companies. Uh, and, it's a, and it looks to me like a, a really, really interesting next six months ahead. What about you? I know you've been uh, busy talking as well. Uh, and yeah. have an even better bird's eye view of the marketplace. So tell us about your thoughts. Yeah, um, yeah, I couldn't agree more with everything that you said there, Bab. And I think it's really important that we're, we're sharing this um, across the market to people because there's so many individuals that, are, that, are, that have the same struggles, that are in the same position. Um, and I think what we wanted to do with this magazine is we, as, as we have been building towards over the past, well, over a number of the last few magazines, we've been wanting to give people answers um, to give them a really good view of what, what is really happening in the marketplace, not just hearsay. So that's really culminated in not, not just us sharing this salary survey, which we, we always do at this time of year, um, but actually sharing um, more of the thoughts, views and opinions of those people who apply to jobs or even the people who are passively um, looking for jobs and I think that it's really um, it's really been quite interesting and we've had um, some really good results from that and just to give people a bit of quantity on this we have exposure to when I say exposure we speak to at least a thousand candidates a month and um, I looked at this over over the past 18 months and, and that is um, the absolute reality of how many people that we are out there speaking to let alone how many people we contact um, through through different media forms, whether it's email, LinkedIn, or HackerRank, whatever it may be. So we are constantly hearing the living and breathing movement of this marketplace. And we wanted to bring that across in a magazine. So we, we, did, um, we did a number of surveys. And I think that what is, what's really rung true to me is that people, of course, want, want higher pay. And we've discussed that many times over this podcast. But people want to progress. 
people want to have a say and people want to belong. And I think that those three things we just cannot overlook in this marketplace because it's so, so easy for uh, individuals to say, I'm going to solve this problem through um, inflating a salary, which will end up upsetting the rest of the team because everybody always finds out, right? And, um, and you know, there, there will have to be an end point to this inflation of salary that's above, above actually what it should be. And I really, really, this is my big, big call to action. I'm saying it to everyone I, I speak to. People want to progress, people want to have a say, and people want to belong. And let's remember all these conversations we've had about employee value proposition. Let's remember how those things are explained to people who interview. But more importantly, how these things are constantly embedded in day-to-day -day culture so that staff who are with you right now feel looked after, invested in, and able to have their say. Um, and I think those, those just basics of humanity in the workplace are often overlooked. Um, there's another thing I wanted to mention because I think you'll, you will have a lot to say for this as well. There's been a question that keeps coming my way. Um, and it's basically, when hiring at pace, how do you invest in talent and hire the experience you need? It's basically been lots of different variations of that question. But, you know, I've had it um, live on a panel. I've had three people at least ask me that just in this week. Uh, three clients mm. asked me that because they're under pressure. They want to hit their their people goals, they want to hit their growth numbers, but I'm standing there saying you've got to invest in people if you want them to, if you want to breed loyalty and if you want them to stay longer than the industry average of 13 months. And mm. straight away in someone's mind, it's like, ah, that's, that stresses me out because I need someone to, and here's those quotation marks again, hit the ground running. But what does hit the ground running do for any one individual? It's not progressing them. It's them doing a job that they can do with their eyes closed. How exciting is that? You know, um, yeah. you know what are you left with? You have to give them more money because what else is good? And that's such, I think, a failing on, you know, on the, the wonderful missions, values, purposes of each of the businesses that, that are growing at this pace so um i wanted to um i wanted to get you to you to answer that as well bab but you know just just for me what i've been saying to people is you're already spending a fortune on this because you're already losing it's a, a full sense of economy because you're, you're losing people at an average of 13 months so realistically if you got ahead of that then you would be able to invest and i'm definitely not saying to people treat every hire as an invest because there will be if you have 50 hires there will probably be 15 that have to have to have to have the exact level of experience that you have just scoped out right now but i bet yeah. you there's going to be a hell of a lot more that you could take one of those skills out maybe they could be cross-trained from a completely different industry because they have those skills but if we could just boil it down and break up what actually could be transferable? I think that we've got this huge potential for this industry to really be able to start hitting those those people goals. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's really really interesting this. And and uh, and as you were talking, I was thinking, you know, thinking my, my answer obviously. But uh, that to, to me, there's there's a, there's a mixture of things here. That uh, you know, if you're talking about scale, if you're talking about you know you know growing businesses at the same time. I think you, you know, it, people look at them as, as, as almost mutually exclusive sometimes. But I think you know what what, you, what you're effectively looking for in any business is a mixture of youth and experience. And what I mean by that, and that's a sporting cliche to you know to sort of put you know, put it in there, is 
you're looking for people who are fresh, who are new, who are moving up into opportunities, but you're also looking for people who've got the ability to do certain jobs in the same, in, you know, and, and, and hit the ground running. I, I completely understand there are certain necessities when someone's moved on and there's a gap that you need to have someone who's capable uh, and has the skill set to be able to take that job on straight away now. But I also think about a number of different companies who've been looking for six months to a year for, for a particular, um, you know, there's one company I'm talking to in America at the moment who's uh, has a new president coming in and he said if we are looking at these jobs which we've had open for a year why are they open if we if no one's been if, if no one's been doing them because they've been so particular about the particular individual this uh, this unicorn that does not exist that they you know, they've been dealing without it so why is it actually an open requisition and that that job will be taken away quite rightly uh, from it where actually if you thought that a year ago you could have had someone come in there who could have been trained and brought up to speed on that Imagine where they'd be at this sort of stage, you know, this sort of stage in the process. So I think it's about talent uh, identity around the particular and specific jobs you're looking for. And if you're a scaling business, you look at which jobs you can um, have the time to push into that, which will be most uh, to develop people into that pathway, as we say, who can move up into the role and which ones absolutely necessitate that level of experience where they do need to hit the ground running to be able to fulfill a need that if that doesn't, the business falls over. And, and that, that, that to me makes, makes common sense. If we look at our scaling so far over the course of this year, there are people there who've never done the job who are flying through and doing it brilliantly. And there's people there who've come in with experience and are doing it brilliantly. I think when I look at a number of different companies, one of the things I hate, we were talking about this in our board meeting yesterday, yesterday is where businesses become headcount vain and, um, and are just saying, right, we need to be X amount of heads in this office by this stage. What for? Is it, because you, you've, you've said to, a, to an investor that you need to be that many heads to hit something, or is it a vanity effort that you, you want to be able to say to other CEOs of, of fast growth businesses that you're the fastest growing business or whatever it may be? If it's the right reasons, then fantastic, um, because you need to be that sort of number, but get the right heads rather than just bums on seats. And I think there is an arms race at the moment, which I've seen you know, fall down many, many times over the years to just, uh, and you, you can probably say Coinbase is exactly that sort of situation now where it's having to reverse very, very quickly. So let's just take on people, take on people, take on people, take on people. And, and what's the actual strategy behind that? What's the actual need and requirement behind that? So I think it's just make sure that when you're, you're planning, you know exactly what you're, what you're looking to hire for and why. And then you're thinking, right, what are the positions where we do actually need to have that out and out experience straight away from it? But you're absolutely right. Look, if, you, if you're bringing people in to do jobs, which they already do, which they already do you've got a shelf life on that. And the false economy of it is, is you're looking for exactly the same thing in six months time, uh, 12 months time, 13 months time, whatever it may be, but you're looking for it again soon. And that's only going to cost you more money and take you more time to, ch- to, uh, to have the churn and then impact other areas of the business where it becomes, where it becomes cultural to leave after a certain amount of period. That's a really dangerous play game to play, I think. Mm. Yeah, totally agree. And I think that the, the biggest things that I've been saying on repeat is you're already spending a fortune. You're already spending lots of time on this. You're already losing too much time and lost people. Imagine the time you would gain if you invested in loyalty. And, and, and you know, I, I did really want to caveat that with everything that you said, especially that's that sports analogy, because I'm definitely not saying that this is for every single hire. But I just it's, it's exactly what I said earlier. If you have those 50 hires, 
I bet you can break down some flexibility within that. Um, I think that's a really, really key thing to be thinking about at the moment. So, Toby, let's do our three questions of the week because I know mm. there's been lots of um, lots of options this week for who we're going to celebrate and what have been our best moments. Um, but uh, what did you call it? Are you on the ELP section? The ELP section, yeah. So, what got you excited this week? That's it. E. i think i think the excitement for me is is that next week i will be broadcasting live from new york city again so uh we're heading out there for uh, the new york summer party but also you know to to meet up with a team that's sort of growing you know rapidly and got some really really exciting things to come in last time we went out there adam our general manager just started in position Uh, he put a post out yesterday which talked about the sort of growth of the team and the headcount that's going into it and and it's really maturing uh, very nice. They're doing, doing great things. They've got um, having some real wins uh, straight away from it. And I'm really excited to get out there, sort of set the structure for the, for the next uh, half of the year uh, with Adam out there, look at, um, at how we grow, what we're looking for and, and develop into it, see the team out there. And uh, I'm very, very excited about getting out to the, uh, to the US again. Fantastic. And what about um, one of your lessons this week? Lesson for this week um, probably comes from our session yesterday, where we where we ripped up the agenda of the board meeting and and and, and looked ahead at uh, at 2023, halfway through 2022, and we and uh, we've got a five year plan, which we're half a year into at the moment. This next year is and it is an important part of that. And we said right, if we want to stretch it on to the sort of same level of growth that we're seeing, which is above target over the course of this year. What do we need to focus in on and where do we need to go? And I think that sort of vision of starting with the end in mind is so, so important. Um, it gives it more structure. It gives you the opportunity to brainstorm. And I know it's an obvious thing to say, but if you can start there and say, look, this is where we want to go and work backwards to all the different areas that we have to start doing today to get to that sort of phase and to allow us to do it, it really sharpens the mind. So start with the end in mind and be the lesson trying to pick Absolutely. And uh, your person, uh, who, are, who is your star of this week? My star of the week, now that's a difficult one because I think there's been some outstanding performances all across the business. But I'm going to mention one of our newer faces who I think has come in there with bundles of energy um, and, and enthusiasm, done some, uh, had, a, had an incredible start in, in reality uh, and really making an impact very, very quickly. She's doing some uh, uh, really impressive things. But Hannah Chowdhury, I think, this week is, uh, has, has really stood out and I'm really excited about where she's going and what she's doing. So, Hannah, well done and congratulations to you for it. For me, well for me done, this week. fantastic uh, absolutely so i'm going to elp you ned what you're excited about what's your lesson and when who's your person so let's go with uh, excited first what are you excited about so I've, I've kind of touched upon it as we spoke about this about you know getting people to cross train um from other industries into financial technology and wow this week i've had so many women approach me all through referrals uh, wanting to get into the fintech or financial technology space that's super exciting because that's really starting to drive change and this is how we're going to solve this people problem i'm absolutely convinced by it we mustn't let we mustn't lose any more people from this industry we must gain people from other industries and and to Mm. feel that personally that's just fantastic news definitely and you've been pioneering that for some time though isn't it what about lesson what's your what's your lesson boy uh, remember the basics. So, um, I, as you as you can all imagine, I get quite uh, excited and passionate about things. And um, you know, my my job is a lot of the time to take people on a journey. Um, and I've got I, I, this week. I remembered I mustn't assume that people know. You know, simple things like 
I assume that we all understand now that panel style interviews aren't necessarily the best way of testing or uh, understanding someone's skill set. Uh, that's wrong for me to assume that, and it's important that I explain why. So uh, remember the basics of my lesson. You know, my thoughts are excellence is in the mastery of the fundamentals. I love the, uh, the basics. That is very much what we are built on. So beautiful. Love that. And uh, finally, your start of the week. It should should we be ELS? ELS, it? We yeah, start person start. Let's go with it. Let's go with the ELS. ELS, yeah. My star of the week is Ben Owen. Reason being is I think that he's shown a really just wonderful resilience. Um, I think that he's he has come in and he has grafted and he has put his head down and he's tried to like hone a craft and he's asked questions upon questions he's listened he's taken notes i think his work ethic has been fantastic and it's been brilliant this week to see him see some results in that as well um yeah. i remember doing a review with him um in his in his early days when he just started with us and i said in that review and i stand by this that the way that he conducts himself is as if he's one of the leaders of the business. Like he, if some, if someone who didn't know our business was to walk in, they would think that he'd worked with us for 10 years. Um, mm. and, and I think that like really that's testament to his character and how seriously he's taking his career and professionalizing what he does in recruitment. So I'm so happy for him that he's seen a bit of success and long may that reign. Yeah, I'm so pleased you said that, Nads, because that is a uh, exceptional shout. Ben has been uh, grafting incredibly hard. He is a superstar in every uh, way, shape, or form. And I'm really, really excited now to see him crack on and uh, continue where, where this has gone. But uh, yeah, a, a fantastic addition to the business. Yeah, as I say, great call. Well done. Um, and yeah, kudos to, to Ben for that one. So that's about it from us today, Nadia. Anything you want to finish up on? Just that this theme this week was off the back of people sending me questions uh, asking me stuff people who'd listen to this so it's really important that that continues like we want to be able to answer the questions of, of what's going on in this marketplace at the moment because i know that there's a lot of uncertainty and we have such great visibility so we're always here to support help and uh, drive this industry forward absolutely please please do keep those thoughts ideas things you want us to discuss and chat through coming uh, we're trying to get as much uh, thought and content as we can out of uh, your conversations your issues the things that matter to you so really appreciate all of the uh, the help you've given us through all of that and and, uh, and keep it coming thanks for for listening thanks for rating reviewing please keep on doing that please keep passing the pod on to people you think are going to be interested we love doing this we hope it adds value and we're so flattered by how far this is spreading all over the world so we'll see you next week i'll be reporting live from new york city and looking forward to catching up with you next week. Thanks ever so much, everyone, and catch up soon. Au revoir from me. Thanks. <laughs>